rocksection86.com. We're changing the world of podcasting one show at a time. Folks, welcome to another episode of The Song Inside and Out. I am your host, Blake Clayton, and if this is the first time you've ever listened, this is what we do on this podcast. We bring a, a talented artist in, and we talk about a specific song that they have written, and uh, our special guest with us this evening is my good friend for many, many years, Mr. Slack-Eyed Slim. How are you, friend? I'm good. How are you? We just talked a few months ago, um, but uh, when I started up the new podcast, I thought, we got to get Slack-Eyed Slim on here, so uh, welcome back to uh, another episode. Well, thank you. I'm, you know, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm really glad that you're having me. It's I don't, I don't talk to a lot of people, so I'm kind of socially awkward, so sorry. Yeah. No, we, <laughs> we, we've, always, we've always done really good in the past, so I, I thought yeah. you would be a perfect yeah. guest. Um, this, you're a good man, Blake. Uh, don't, don't tell anybody. You'll ruin my <laughs> reputation. <laughs> Um, the song that we're going to talk about is off your uh, latest album, Giving My Bones to the Western Lands, and it's called Juniper Tree. Um, how long ago did you put this song together? Uh, I think it was about uh, two years and two months ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And uh, can you kind of give a synopsis of like what, uh, what, what, what the situation was or, or the, the writing of it? How was it created? Well, I, it was, uh, I, I remember it really clearly, and it's kind of weird because I usually don't remember when I wrote things, um, but it was a Saturday morning. I got up. I had just moved to Colorado after uh, living in the Midwest for a few years and then wanting to come back out west the whole time. And my, my fiancé found this place to rent. We were, we were living in a hotel for like a week, and we're like, oh, fuck, where are we going to live? And then she found this place on this 1,800-acre ranch, and we're like, oh, well, that sounds awesome. Okay, let's go live there. And so it was like right after we got settled in, it was like really the first time I got to go out and just kind of walk around and see what's there. I was taking my dogs for a walk on a Saturday morning, and and I was just that, that was all it was. I was going to take the dogs out, and I, I I just like this idea popped into my head for a song based on the place where we were living, and so I just started like humming this melody, and then I sat down below a juniper tree and wrote a song. <laughs> wow, and and you know, if in my interpretation of the song is is that it's kind of a, a song about being alone and maybe uh, maybe being just in in the moment of just being there and being alone. Is that kind of what you were going for? Yeah, well, it was it was that, and and it was kind of just like a, a fresh start, you know, because we had just moved to this new place, which it was the kind of place that I'd always wanted to live, like in the middle of nowhere in the west. Like we lived in this little town called Mesa. I think the population was probably two hundred people, and we were four miles outside of town. And there was this uh, this old homestead on the on the ranch, which we had discovered like right after we moved. It. We could see this roof from our porch. We're like, what the hell is that? So we walked back. It's like, wow, there's a homestead right here. And and life really in that area hadn't changed a whole lot from the days when, you know, settlers were first moving there. And it just kind of like I don't know. It was it was a really really weird place to be, and it was it was really good because I had I had had some problems with drinking too much earlier, and I kind of screwed up a lot of relationships I had with that. And I was like I was given a second chance basically, sure, sure. and it was it, 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 I don't know. I felt good. I'm actually really sad that I don't live there anymore. I don't know why the hell I moved. That was probably the worst 
the worst mistake I ever made. I think <laughs> the last time we talked, you had said about one time, you know, you, you wake up in the morning and you go outside and there's like a big cow just like in your front yard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. When we first moved in, like, I, I couldn't listen to anything except like Bob Wills and, and uh, Woody Guthrie <laughs> with Cisco Houston and, and, and all that old cowboy stuff because it was like nothing fit. You know, you'd sit on the, on the porch and there would be like, you know, one or 200 cows 20 feet away from you. It was all pasture. And and in the winter, the, we, we saw a herd of elk one time that was wow. 20 feet from our bedroom window at 6 o'clock in the morning. We heard the weird noise and look out, and there's, there's just tons of elk. We kind of we lost track at like 130 or something, and it was it was crazy. Wow. The, the most and yeah, it was it just the floodgates opened. I don't know. Right. <laughs> the the most the most we get wilderness wise is we'll go outside and there'll be like 50 or 60 geese outside. That's about as wilderness as I get in in this in <laughs> our town. That's because you need to come out west and go camping with. Yes. Um, yeah. Definitely. So, um, you know, I was listening to the song today, and I I noticed that there was like three different guitar guitars or guitar tracks on the song. Can you kind of explain um, the process of those three and, and maybe even the, the chords that you used? Uh, yeah, we, uh, we we started out by recording. I mean, obviously, I, I do everything, so it, it was it was kind of a big, I guess, point of contention. It was hard because I couldn't find any musicians to play with me, so I was like, screw it, whatever, I'll just do it myself. So the first track we, we recorded was the uh, acoustic guitar, which we, we recorded the whole album in the homestead on the ranch. Oh, wow. Um, at, least, at least the basis of it. So um, we, we got some inverters and marine batteries and stuff to power all the equipment. <laughs> and I recorded in this little, little old back bedroom and uh, sitting in the ranch with the acoustic guitar. And then I recorded the electric guitar and the lap steel on the front porch looking at all these cows. There were, there were hundreds of cows and marmots and all kinds of deer and stuff like that. <laughs> and like, you know, like just right on the other side of the fence. And it was, I don't know, it was really, it was really nice. Do you think the atmosphere kind of... Um you know, not not just the scenery, but just the 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 kind of isolation and being away from everything. Do you think that that came across in the album and in the songs that oh, you wrote? Oh, absolutely. Up? That was that was the backbone of the album. I mean, this town we were living in, it was like when I lived in Montana. Um, I, I really like Montana, but the, the, the difference is, and, and what I found out at that point was. Montana, I guess I have to back up. Montana was the first place I lived in the West, and people there, at least in the town of Anaconda, which is kind of a rundown town, um, and they're not really keen on outsiders, so you kind of have to prove yourself to them. But this place, we went there, and people were just, I mean, there weren't a lot of people around, but they didn't they didn't care where you were from. They didn't care about things like that. You know, you go to the post office, and they're like, oh, howdy, neighbor, how you doing? It's like just a bunch of cowboys, you know? Like, right. nobody cared who you were, as long as you weren't hurting anything, or or bothering anybody, they just left you alone, and like that really fueled a lot of the like all of the songwriting on that on that album, especially that uh, Juniper Tree. It was that was I think first or second song I wrote for the album, and uh, I don't know. It was just it was it was just a different kind of place. It was exactly what I was looking for at that time in my life. Awesome. Now you know if you go back to like your your songwriting uh, on Texas Whore Pleaser, and then your songwriting on this album. You know, how have you grown as a songwriter? What 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 have you noticed is, is 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 the biggest change in your songwriting? I grew up. <laughs> I mean, when I was working on Texas Horror Pleaser, I was I had just come out of working with a bunch of you know punk rock and, and noise band kids um, in Youngstown and Cleveland, Ohio, and 
And uh, I just got into country music. I mean, I, I got into it when I lived in Montana because I worked for a classic country radio station. Uh, that was a, it was an AM station. They still played records. So I'd go home at night and listen to the station I worked for, and that was really my introduction to country music. And I moved back to Ohio, and we didn't have that there. So it was all nostalgia for Montana. I just made up these crazy characters. And then after, you know, as I got older, I, I really, like, embraced the, the spirit of the West, um, which is, you know, you can pretty much do whatever you want. And the thing is, with the West, it's, it's, so, it's, it's so much more than just landscape and, you know, different cultures and stuff. You have, you have various regions, and it's different depending on where you are. I don't know. I'm still learning about it. It's really amazing. But, um, I mean, like, yeah, I definitely grew up a lot and, and really embracing that spirit of the West, just, you know, be who you are. And, you know, as long as you're a good person, people will accept you for that. And that, that really was probably the main uh, factor behind the new album. You know, and, and, and all the times that we've talked over the years and, and, and knowing what I know about you, it just seems like that is, for the personality that you have, you know, the the kind of stay back kind of guy, you know, and doesn't like crowds. It just seems like that was like the perfect fit of where you, where you should have always been. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Like I said, I, I don't know why the hell I left. That was a stupid choice. <laughs> so, um, you know, as a songwriter, what do you find is your biggest struggle or your biggest hurdle when you're writing songs? Uh, I don't know, like, it, it depends on, on where I am, I mean, if I'm, I'm living near Albuquerque now, which, it's, it's, like, I'm, I'm still in the West, but it's, it's different, it's not, it's not open spaces, I mean, we've got that too, but it's not all public land, and I can drive 20 minutes down the road and, and walk wherever the hell I want and not see anybody, we don't have that here, it's, a, it's, it's all cultural here, so you got a lot of different kinds of people, and, uh, I don't know, it, it, the hardest part, I guess, is adapting, and trying to stay inspired. Mm-hmm. I've been having some, some pretty severe writer's block lately. I have lots of ideas, but just getting started is always the hardest the hardest thing. It's like that blank piece of paper for like a painter or a, a, you know an illustrator. It's like once you start exactly. once you start drawing or start start painting, then it comes out. But it's just it's getting past that first door of putting that first stroke on the canvas. Yeah, well, and there's a, there's a, actually this author, Harry Cruz, um, has a quote that I always, I always like think about it and tell other, other, other musicians I know that are talking about, you know, writer's block or whatever. And that's basically in order to be, to be a writer, you have to be able to write enough to figure out what you're writing about. And sometimes just getting over that initial hurdle, uh, hurdle of getting started is the worst part. But usually once you get started, at least for me, you, you, you kind of start to hone in on what you're trying to say. I noticed on Facebook that the post that you made of the chicken and how to make a chicken is yeah is that like a a cartoon picture that you have or no no that's that's all I found that on on tape Off's website today um, and they are um, they they there's some oh, I can't remember her name I wish I could remember it um, there's some producer and she's writing a book about you know di- different unique recordings ideas. And I just I saw that picture. I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. But then I actually went to the website. I was like, wow, I would actually use some of this stuff. There's like a picture of a guy with a bunch of pulleys rigged up to a, a big Marshall guitar cabinet, hauling it up into the ceiling of some barn. So that's the kind of craft that I do. Right. <laughs> you know. You know, and and one of the things you know on all your albums, it, it's it's it, you're you're doing something that I, in my opinion, you're doing you're you're doing music that nobody else is doing, which which makes you, in my opinion, stand out. Uh, definitely, and you talked about you know the recording of this album and how 
you know, you always take a lot of like on Texas Horror Pleaser. I know you you used a lot of different styles of recording and and such. Um, is that to you? Is that part of the sculpting of um, your songs? Is oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Not, not yeah, I, I tend to I tend to like to to record at the same time I'm writing and. And what I'm trying to get into now is like kind of what we did during uh, Santo Grial, which is like writing and recording at the same time, but but kind of trying to get the sound good. Because normally I'm like, oh, it's just a demo, who cares? And then I end up liking the, the first stuff better than the stuff that I record for the album. So, so yeah, for sure. I mean, that, that that's definitely a big part of it. I mean, and, and with, with Texas Hall, please, like, if you listen to the albums, I became a better musician, a better songwriter and better at recording at the same time, because I, I really, I, I'm really into DIY. Sure. I build my own guitar pedals and, and amplifiers and stuff like that. So it's, it's just a learning experience, you know? You, uh, you, you mentioned, you know, you, you really do the DIY and, and where did you get into kind of like learning how to, to, to do that stuff? I don't know. I think it, out of necessity, because when I first started out, I couldn't find anybody to play. I played bass since I was, I started playing bass when I was 14 and uh, when I was 22 was when I started doing Black Eye Slim. And I just couldn't find anybody who, who really understood what I was trying to do or I didn't know how to explain it. I just couldn't find anybody to work with. I was like, well, screw it. I'll just I'll, I'll buy a guitar and learn how to do it. And just kind of like, oh, well, I actually can do this. Right. So I just kind of went from there, you know. Now, did you play in, you say you worked with punk bands and like noise bands. Did you play in specific mm-hmm. punk bands? Uh, yeah, I played in a band called Silver Linings. Um, out of Youngstown, Ohio. Um, I don't want to say a whole lot about that. <laughs> All right. It wasn't. I, I just played bass. We uh, we we broke up. We had our we had our differences, but I mean, it was it was fun. You know, I was I was I was young, and yeah, you know, if that's what you do when you're young, you just play really loud, angry music. Sure. <laughs> do you do you? Yeah, think... oh, I'm sorry. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just you know, do you think that you know, being in punk bands, kind of. Um, is still in your music in a way in the fact that, you know, it's not like your typical like punk grass stuff. It's, 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 it's a unique stuff. Do you think that your ties to punk kind of carry on today and in, in having a different kind of sound, the, the slack eyed slim sound? Yeah. It's not intentional though. I think it's just kind of who I am. It just became like that. The whole mentality just became so ingrained in me. I mean, I'm pretty comfortable with who I am. I don't really, I don't, I don't have a lot of friends or anything. I don't really, I don't care about anything anymore. Like it used to be, you know, like if, if I was 19 years old when Donald Trump was running for president, I would have been fucking pissed. But now I'm just like, yeah, right. some crazy bastard. Like there's nothing I can do about it. Right. I vote against him. You know, so <laughs> it's like, it's just, it's just kind of who I am. You know, I'm just like, I, I'm set in my ways. I do what I do and that's fine. If you don't like me, I don't give a shit. Right. You know? <laughs> now, you know, in, in, I guess that, that kind of leads into my next question is, you know, when you're writing songs, do you do you ever stop and go, hmm, I, I wonder if people like this song or I, I need to write this a little bit this way? That's you know? a big, yeah, that's a big problem for me uh, because the, the point has always been just to write songs that I want to listen to. And it's gotten to the point that I've released three albums that were all very, very different. And the thing that I get caught up on a lot and it drives me crazy is, what, what am I supposed to do next? It's like, there's nothing I'm supposed to do next. I'm just supposed to write. Right. And, and, and that, that, that becomes a big problem. you got to step back and say, okay, it's like, you know, there's what people want to hear. And, you know, if you, if you just try to cater to everybody, then you just end up writing the same album over and over sure, again. And that's, sure. that's not something I want to do. And, and, and I think, you know, like I said, there is that, that bass, slack-eyed, slim sound on all three of them. But, you know, there are totally different albums, in my opinion. 
you know, from from the from the Texas Horror Police are all the way up. They 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 have the the Slack Eyed Slim sound, but they're not the same album three times. Yeah, well, it's 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 the West. I mean, I don't know. Like, there's I, I thought about this a lot. Like, you know, you have like I'm a cowboy poet or a cowboy musician or whatever, and like you have these very Western sounding musicians or whatever. But there's a lot more to the West than cowboys and Indians. You know, there's sure. there's the culture like. I've been hanging out in Espanola, New Mexico, with this band, the Imperial Rooster, and yeah. uh, oh, yeah, listening. If you guys don't know them, you need to check them out. No, they're, we're they're, super. So they're great people. Yeah, we're super um, good friends but, with those guys. Okay, good, good. Yeah, yeah. I just went out with them last night. We went to the Uten Hall. It was up in a little town called Madrid. Oh, okay. Um, but how um, oh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's just the West. You know, like there's you can you can interpret it. In, in any way that you want to, and that's that's really like what I'm all about. Sure. You know, like trying not to like, oh, I'm a Western musician. It's like no, like I don't care. If they, I, honestly, I would, I, I, I really like it when people email me and say, hey, man, I just went to Canyonlands National Park and I was listening to your album and it sounded so good there. Cool. That's what I want, you know. Right. But like, it's more than that. It's like you know, this is I'm, I'm a person too. Like I'm a regular, a regular person with a shitty job, and you know, I just kind of do what I got to do to get by. So, what do you have planned for 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 the next next year or the next album? Um, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm I'm working on some some ideas right now. I'm just, it's kind of in its infancy at the moment. But I've been talking to the Imperial Rooster guys, and maybe I shouldn't say this, but um, we're going to start trying to work together. Awesome. Um, those guys are going to back me up, and I want to I want to write songs with them because I'm having hanging out like they've got this guy, Rick, the the bass player and singer. He plays Washington bass. Um, we go hang out on this porch. All these different kinds of people come. On. You know, you've got like, you know, you got like white folks, and there's like some some Chicanos, and and you know, Mexican nationals. And there's like lots of different kinds of people that you don't really get exposed to in different parts of the country. And there's there's so much culture in the area, and there's this huge clash between these different groups that you just don't know about unless you're here. And that's been like tremendously inspirational for me lately. So I really think some good things are going to come out of that. Cool. So you you know, it's basically. You're 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 just like a human sponge, and you're ab- absorbing everything around you, you know, the land, the 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 culture, and everything, and you just process it within yourself, and it comes out as a as a slack eyed slim project in a way. Well, I hope I hope it works that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, um, where do folks go to get their hands on the album, giving my bones to the Western lands, and um, all and your other two albums? Slackerslim.bandcamp.com. It's all free. If you want to donate, that's awesome. If you don't, that's fine too. I don't care. I just want people to listen to it. That's that's the. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in it for the money. Like I don't make any money anyway. Nobody playing music does. So just go get the album for free. I don't care. Just show it to your friends. I just want people to hear it. Definitely. Hey, man, it, it's always a pleasure talking to you. I, I, I'm glad we we didn't wait like three years to have another conversation. We we yeah. it was just a couple months. So. Uh, definitely stay in touch. And um, for folks who have never checked out Slack Eyed Slim, I've said it for seven years, and I'll continue to say it. You got to check them out. You got to check out all three albums. You know, play them in order. It's just, it's just, it's, it's an experience, and it's, it's something, something different, and something unlike whatever all the rest of the stuff that's on there. Slack Eyed Slim, man. Uh, thanks again for being on the show. No, thank you. I always, I always like talking to you. And yeah, seriously, we got to go camping. Bring the family. Definitely. All right, buddy. Thank you very much for being on the show. No problem. Thanks for having me.
Are you a blogger or a podcaster or you're just not happy with your web hosts? You need to check out HostGator.com. You're going to find web hosting made easy and affordable. HostGator offers unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click script installs with a free site builder and the best control panel out there. Stop by today and try free demo to see how easy it is. And if you use a special coupon code, section 8686, you'll save 25% off your web hosting packages. What do you got to lose? Check out HostGator.com and take a bite of your web hosting costs.